This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com Major funding for this Tanya class is provided by the Mettel Corporation. Additional funding is provided by Tanya students like you. Lessons in Tanya The Tanya of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi Taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg The same is the case not only with the Ray of the Kav, that is vested within the Kalim of Tzilu, but also with the Kav itself, which is vested in the conclusion and end of the Netzach, Odin, Yesod, of Adam Kadman, abbreviated in the Hebrew original as... Nehi Da'ak, Netzach, Hoyed the Adam Kadman. I.e., the end of the Kav suite of Yashar, which conclude in Malchut of Asiyah. Everything originates and we call Adam Kadman, primordial men, which is like the whole. The whole is greater than the sum total of its parts. The thought that Hashem had, which encompasses all-encompassing light, that encompasses the whole that follows. Now, from Adam Kadman, there are two types of, um, two types of emanations. There is we call Yoshir. Yoshir is like a line, straight. And then there is what we call Eagle. Eagle is a circle. And this is the process of the transmission. The transmission of Adam Kadman first comes in a line. And then when it reaches the bottom of the line, the end of the line, it reaches the end, and it's transmitted to Malchus, and then it turns into a circle. And then the line starts again. And then it turns into a circle and gives birth to the next line. The analogy, of course, is the human being. We have the person. The person is the line. It starts with the brain on top, and then you have the heart, and you have the right hand, the left hand, the right leg, the left leg, the center. Then the person transmits to the malchus, the receiver, to the feminine energy. And then what happens? turns into a ball in the womb gives birth to a child child starts out curled into a ball and then it starts all over again so it's, it's the transmission the parent is transmitting to the next generation but it starts all over again as if it's the beginning the child is like a new universe even though it's a continuation, everything the child has comes from the parents. And yet, 
it transmits. And now it starts all over again. Brand new generation, a brand new life, starting all over again. We get to make our own mistakes. We get to learn our own lessons. It's the same life. It's really the same transmission. It's something eternal. Adam Kadman represents the, you know, it's the highest level. It's the, it represents something that's eternal. If you're tapping into the deepest level, if you're tapping into the DNA that, that goes on forever and ever, we have the ability to continue forever and ever. Our children, our children, their children, it goes on and on and on. So we're tapping into something that's really endless and infinite. But the way it's transmitted, it's transmitted through a line which starts with the head and then it comes all the way to the end, the side, which is the sperm, which is then transmitted to the receiver, to the woman, the malchus, the feminine energy. And then it recreates, it starts all over again. And then you have the child, the next world. And that gives birth to the next world. And that gives birth to the next world. So there's an expression. All the kesarim, all the kesars, all the crowns, all the levels of igulim, the highest, the lowest, they're really, it's really, it's a transmission of the same, it's the same transmission. It's just, it just comes down in this world, and that world, the lower world, the higher world. You're tapping into something that's eternal. You're tapping into something that's so deep, so profound, and so primordial. Creation. Primordial man. So every generation you're tapping into that. Every human being is really Adam. Is really like the first man. We are just a transmission of Adam. And it happens over again. And then it happens over again. And it happens again. And each time it's fresh and it's new and it starts over again. And then the ball unfolds. The, person, the baby is born. Straight. Develops. And then transmits again. Starts the process over again and over again. So from the highest level to the lowest level, he says through Netzach Yisoid, which is transmitted through Malchus, and then to the level of Malchus Dasiya, the lowest world. The children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, it's, it's... But ultimately, it's all a transmission from tapping into this primordial energy. It's really undiminished and really unchanged the ability to be eternal, the ability to create something that's endless, it's infinite. You can't give what you don't have. How are you able to give? You're finite, you die, how are you able to give something? How are you able to have eternity within you that's transmitted eternally, on and on, endless, till the end of time? How is it we contain something that we don't have? We're finite and we contain eternity. We have the ability to create something that will live, outlive us and live on forever and ever and ever, potentially, till the end of time. Because this is tapping into Adam Kadman, it's tapping into that energy, the deepest energy, primordial man, the deepest levels of existence. 
tapping into the DNA, you're, you're transmitting the genes, you're, you're something that's eternal, you know. So you have both the Yoisha, the straight, and then you have the eagle. The crown, the kesser, the round, which, which is transmitted through Malchus, and then creates the next love. So he's saying that this transmission of godliness, which is really a godly transmission, it seems natural to us. We don't take it for granted. We don't realize the divinity. That's why the Torah says, and that's why it's in the Ten Commandments, and it's one of the first five, and which belong which is the category of the mitzvah between man and God, and it's something that's unique to the Jewish people. You have a separate mitzvah of honoring your parents. Because while the rest of the world looks at parenting and childhood as the most natural thing in the world, you know, husband and wife come together and are intimate, and this is a result, a consequence, most natural thing in the world. A Jew sees in this the divine, the hand of Hashem, parenting, children. This is the greatest miracle. Astonishing, astounding world. This is the hand of Hashem. This is tapping into the primordial energy, primordial man tapping into that eternity. So it's a godly transmission. So he says that this godly transmission radiates. and illuminates, vests itself in the light of the neshama. And then from there, a ray of a light, a ray of the ray, is then transmitted into which a level of the neshama is still godliness, as we learned earlier in the letter. But then it transmits itself into a lower level. A ray of this ray transmits itself into the nefesh and ruach, not godliness, energy. The miracle of energy, which is really also godly energy. And then a ray of a ray of a ray vests itself in existence, in all the created beings, in existence. So it's like one level and then a lower level and even a lower level and even though it seems to be disconnected but the truth is that everything is connected even existence itself as we learn in the second part of the Tanya the first chapter in the second part of the Tanya even a stone has a life even a stone has energy even a stone has a dynamic, vibrant, godly energy that's constantly creating it. It's vested in the stone. We don't sense it. But it doesn't change the reality. So the reality is that this whole world is permeated with godliness. Hashem fills all the worlds, Hashem animates all the worlds, Hashem sustains all the worlds, Hashem creates all the worlds. Creative creation is dynamic, existence is dynamic. Energy 
Where does energy come from? All the scientists in the world can't create the life of a fly. Energy comes from within. It's really all godly, but, we, but it's a disconnect. Because the way it's transmitted, so you have the first transmission, which is like the miracle of birth, which is... But even that is completely disconnected for most people. They don't see the, div- the, the divinity of it. If we were living in a sane world, people would create stadiums around maternity wards. At the end of work, you wanted to relax. Everyone would go watch the miracle of life, the miracle of birth, the miracle of creation. But it's like a disconnect. We take it for granted. We yawn and we move on. Most astonishing thing? Tapping into that eternal, primordial man, the primordial energy, godly energy. And then, that energy, energy, the next level, a further disconnect. We sense that we're alive, we sense energy, and we appreciate energy, and we all love energy, and we all like energy, and we want energy, but we don't make the godly connection. Where does energy come from? Energy comes from within. Life comes from within. It's not a mechanical event. It's not a technical, mechanical event. It's a, it's, a, it's a divine event. Where does energy come from? You can't build your way up to energy. Material is a manifestation of energy. It's not the reverse. It's not the world is a building block, a mechanical building block. You can build all the mechanical building blocks in the world. You're not going to end up with life and energy. Life, energy, vitality, that, that's all something that comes from within. But it's a further disconnect. You see energy, you don't even think about Hashem. At least when there's birth, okay? Maybe you wake something up in you, you know, you tickle something inside of you, you know, it's, it's something astonishing, astounding. But, but energy, what's the godly connection to energy? We all love energy, we all like energy, we all have energy. What does, I don't see the godly connection. It's further diminished, it's further disconnected. And then you go even a step further. Existence. I see the physical stone. Stone is alive. Stone has a soul. The stone is vibrating. It's pulsating. Life, energy. What are you talking about? I don't see it. But it's there. So the energy, this divine energy, is transmitted from level to level even as it goes from one lower level to a lower level, till it becomes even more disconnected and more disconnected and more disconnected, as he says, it's a ray, the ray of the kav, and then the ray of the ray, and then the ray of the ray of the ray, which is embodied and clothed in the, in the physical existence. So it's like completely disconnected. It's like a... You have to, you have to connect the dots. We don't connect the dots. We don't see the connection. All I see is a stone. All I sense is energy. And even the act of creation, the miracle of birth, I don't necessarily sense the divine. But a Jew sees the divine in everything. He looks at a stone. He sees Hashem is creating the stone. It's dynamic, it's vibrant, it's alive. It's pulsating with the divine energy. Life, we appreciate. Life, energy, where does life and energy come from? It comes from within, it's purely divine and godly. There's no human fingerprints. Miracle of birth, miracle of creation. That's what the Torah says, honor your parents. A Jew sees parents as divine, divinity, the whole idea of transmission, of creation. It, it, it's, it's tapping into the deepest levels. Of eternity, 
this never-ending cycle. So there's a much closer connection. There you can sense it more. Versus in the, in the ray of the ray and the energy, I, I don't sense it as much. And the ray of the ray of the ray and the existence itself, that, forget about it. That, that we're completely blind, deaf, and dumb to. Completely oblivious. But nevertheless, this divine energy is manifest and expresses itself in all of these, in existence, in life and energy, vitality, in the miracle of creation. It's all an expression of the divine. But each one is a lower level. So that's what he's trying to impress on us, that everything is really, it's all an expression a revelation of godliness. Which only God has the power to create. And this is all an expression of that godly ability. Because it all comes from the Kav, which is a reflection of the infinite light, which is a reflection of Hashem, of Hashem's ability to create. So it's all a revelation, a transmission and a revelation of Hashem's essential ability. Creative ability. Radiation from the car radiates from there, from that Sakhod, and your sword of Adam Khairman invests itself in the light of the Nishama of the ten spirot, a Bri Yasir and Asiya, which is divinity. Adam Khadman, literally primordial man, who observes and looks to the end of all generations, represents the first divine thought concerning and encompassing all of creation. The particulars that are found within this thought serve as the basis of life for all of creation. Within this level are to be found two modes of emanation called the gulam, literally circles, and yasha, literally straightness. The former transcendent mode of emanation encompasses all of creation equally, while the latter eminent mode of emanation animates the various levels of creation by permeating each according to its particular rank. The concluding level of Yasha, the feet of Yasha, of Adam Khadman, comes to the very last level of the lowest world, which is the Siyah, i.e. at the sphere of Malkut of Asiya. It is with regard to this level that the Altarevi states above that the radiation from the Kav that illuminates, even as far as Malkut of Asiya, bests itself in the light of the Neshama of the Tensero of Riyah, Yitzir, and Asiya, which is divinity. The fact that it, does, that it does so is not due to its vestiture in the Kalim of Tzilu, but because of the Kav that radiates within Adam Kagman, and as such is to be found within all levels of creation, even as far as the last level of Malchus of Asiya. For Malchus of Asiya too derives from the primordial thought of Adam Kagman. Yeah, Mittler Rabbi once said, the way we have to look at a Jew, we have to look at a Jew the way they're rooted in Adam Kadman. That you look at them not just as an individual, you look at them, them, their children, their grandchildren, great grandchildren, as Adam. Because every one of us, in a sense, is like Adam. In a few generations, every one of us has tens and thousands of grandchildren, descendants, create a whole world, a whole universe. Millions and millions of descendants just in a few generations. So, so when you do a favor to a, a 
fellow Jew, you're not just doing a favor to that person, doing a favor to them and to their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You have to look at the all-encompassing picture. So he's saying here that last class we discussed, last previously discussed that the light of the vessels of Attilas, the light of the Kavas and the vessels of Attilas pierces through the, the uh, curtain and also radiates and illuminates the lower worlds. Here he's saying that nothing to do with the world of Atsilas. Because the world of Atsilas, there is a kav, there is a parsa, there is a uh, curtain. And yes, a certain light, a level of light pierces through the curtain. But nevertheless, there is a blockage. But in relation to Adam Kadman, the original source, the primordial man, the all-encompassing light, which encompasses everything equally, it's the whole picture, the smallest to the greatest, and is expressed in the miracle of creation, this is found equally, even on the lowest level. There's no difference in Atsilis and, and the world of action. The lowest level, the model, end of the world of action. It, it's the same, it's tapping into the same energy. The lowest level of the world of action and the level of Malchus, which creates, when it goes through the same process, turning into a ball and then creation and the miracle of birth, it's all tapping into the original primordial man. It's the same energy. There's no difference. The miracle of creation is not any less. The miracle of birth not any less in the world of action than it is in the higher world. So the, this energy is found, permeates every aspect of existence, even the lowest level. And from there, is going to continue from there, it illuminates a ray of a ray illuminates the nefesh ruach, the energy, which is not divine, but it's energy. And then a ray of a ray of a ray is vested in all of existence, in the existence itself. So from the level of Adam Kadman, every level of, of existence is permeated with godliness. Every level of existence is... is through and through is, 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 an, is a revelation of godliness. We don't sense it. Only because we can't sense. But the truth is, the reality is, that everything is drenched with godliness. Everything is pulsating, alive, with that divine energy. We are just blind, deaf, and dumb. We don't see, we don't hear. right there. It's vested within all of creation. It's expressed in all of creation. And the radiation from this radiation of the Kav vests itself not only in the light of the Neshama of the Tenshirot of Kriya, Yetzirah and Asirah, but also in the Nefesh Ruach of the Tenshirot of Kriya, Yetzirah and Asirah. Which is not godly, as he said earlier. Only the Neshama of the level of the Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, creation, formation, and action is godly. It comes from the Kalim, the vessels of the world of Attilas, of emanation. But the level of Nefesh and Ruach, especially the Kalim, the vessels of the worlds of creation, formation, and action, are not godly, not divine, not divinity. They don't have the power to create. But nevertheless, the array of array of this light from Adam Kadman, primordial man, is vested even in them, is, is revealed even in them. And also in all their kelim, 
the kelim of the Sfirot of Kriya Yetzirah Masiyah. So these kelim are not actual divinity. They are, nevertheless, irradiated by a glimmer of a glimmer of the Kav. It is not the investment of the Kav within the kelim of Atzilut that brings this about, for Atzilut only illuminates and is vested within that which may be called divinity. Rather, the primordial thought of Adam Kadmon causes the Kav itself, which transcends Atzilut, to irradiate a glimmer of a glimmer of its light, even within the kelim of the Sfirot of Briah, Yetzirah, and Asiyah. So that's the novelty. That's what he's saying here. That's what he's adding what we're learning this week. Atzilus is limited. Since Atzilus is the light, the way it's vested in the vessels, so Atzilus is limited. They could only reach something that's divine. The Neshama is sensitive, is delicate, is sensitive, is divine. It could receive this light that pierces through the curtain because divinity responds to divinity. But the Nefesh and Ruach, the energy, especially the vessels, are not divine. They don't respond. But the level of Adam Kav, the Kav, it transcends Atzilus because the Kav is it's what's vested in Adam Kadman and primordial man. It's all-encompassing. Because it's all encompassing from the greatest to the smallest. Therefore, there's no limit. It could even affect, it could even affect even the worlds and the levels that are not divine. Even the energy and the vessels of the worlds of creation, formation, and action. And then even further, as he's going to say. While a radiation of that radiation, of the original radiation, is imminent in all the beings that were created in the world of Kriya, formed in the world of Yetzirah, and made in the world of Asiya. This enables all created beings to be imbued with the diverse purpose of their creation, a purpose which is to be fulfilled by them. This intent, which originates in the primordial thought of Adam Kadmon, is the animating force of all created beings. Or in other words, what we call Hashgacha Prati, as divine providence, that everything in this world has an intent and purpose, fulfills a divine purpose. The slightest movement, a blade of grass, how many times it turns over, as the Balshamta pointed out, and how it turns over, everything was part of, Adam Kadma was part of Hashem's original vision that encompasses everything, everything that ever existed, everything that will ever exist, everything that ever happens, down to the tiniest detail, it's all part of a whole. And there's no such thing as anything insignificant. The seemingly slightest, smallest, seemingly insignificant detail plays a primary role because it's all part of the bigger picture. If one thing is missing, then the whole picture is missing. So everything has an intent, everything has a purpose. And this is what sustains us, and this is what, what creates us, and what animates us. And that's why we're able to sense this purpose, where we sense that there is a purpose. Everything is, Hashem is guiding this world, and Hashem is guiding us. And everything is divine providence, and everything that happens, down to the slightest detail, everything has a divine purpose and plan. So where does this sense of purpose come from? This comes from, because it's rooted in Adam Kadman. This is from the ray of the ray of the ray of the divine ray of Adam, of the Kav, which is invested in Adam Kadwin, which animates and permeates every aspect of existence. So much so that when we're plugged in, we sense. The Jewish people who are plugged in and connected sense this divine purpose and sense that everything 
is by divine providence. Everything has a purpose. Nothing just happens random, by mistake, by accident. Everything is imbued and filled with meaning and purpose. Everything we see or hear has a message for us, personal message. It's all connected. Everything is connected. So this divinity can, is, this connection is felt and permeates everything that exists. This comes from Adam Kadma. This is the ray of the ray of the ray that's imbued in everything that exists. The meaning of a radiation of a radiation of the radiation is as follows. While a radiation of something is not the same as the object itself, nevertheless, it is, for example, the radiation of the cob is still basically divinity. It is of the same mahout, essential nature. By contrast, the radiation of a radiation, such as a radiation of a radiation of the cob, differs from the cob in essence, though still resembling it in the manner of its external manifestation, its mitziv is the same. This is why the radiation of the radiation vests itself in the nefesh gruach of the spirit of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. For they are not the same mahut as their antecedent spirit of Atzilut, inasmuch as the spirit of Atzilut are actual divinity, while they are not. However, the spirit of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya are similar to the spirit of Atzilut. So they have in common the spiritual manifestation, the matir, of Kalim and spirit. True, they are not actual divinities, but neither are they a manifestation, a matir of created beings. Proceeding one step further, a radiation of a radiation of the radiation does not even share the matir, the outward manifestation of the original radiation. Thus, a radiation of a radiation of the radiation of the cause best itself within all created beings, within all entities that are yesh, which are created forms and made. So you have a reflection, a radiation, the first level. It's a radiation, a reflection of the cob. So a reflection of the cob, a reflection of the light, is the same mahus, the same essence of its source. That's why it reflects its source. That's why it expresses its source. And it points to its source. And everything it has is from its source. And it has nothing other than the, than the source. So if the source is the sun, so the light is, is like the sun. It's light, it's energy, it's heat. It's a reflection. So you can't compare the source to the light, but nevertheless, the light is a true reflection, an accurate reflection. It's the same mahus. It's the same, the same substance. There's nothing else. Then you have the next level. The radiation of the radiation. Radiation of the radiation. A reflection of a reflection. So reflection of a reflection it doesn't have the same substance. It just has the same form. Like you look at a mirror. It's not the same substance. But it reflects. Accurately reflects. Perfectly matches, reflects. It's accurate. It's like a map. No one is going to confuse the map with reality. You can travel, travel across the world on your map. and Just jump over the map. Reality is reality and the map is a map. But the map is accurate. The metzias, the, the it's a symbol, but it's an accurate symbol of that perfectly matches the, uh, the reality. 
so too you have the ten spherot of the world of creation, the ten spherot of the world of uh, formation, the ten spherot of the world of action. It's a perfect replica, a perfect replica of the spherot, the divine spherot of the world of, of emanation. But that's godliness. And this is energy. It perfectly matches. This is energy, intellectual energy, and there's an emotional energy, and there's all these spherot. But in its proper place in the world, the divine world of emanation. It's godly, it's divine, infinite. And here it's just a, it's like a map, a symbol, a, a mirror, a, a reflection. Everything is there, but it's not the substance. So it's energy, but it's not divine. But it's a reflection. Energy is something that comes from within, energy is spiritual. The so spirituality is not divinity. But spirituality is like a radiation of a radiation. It's a, it's a reflection of a, of a reflection. Because the divine is also, in the world of emanations, just a reflection of the God. So spirituality is a reflection of a reflection. But at least it's a reflection that matches. Then you get existence, created beings, yes. Not only is it not a reflection, it's a radiation of a reflection of a reflection of the reflection. So what do you get? <laughs> you get an existence, a stone. I don't see, I don't see. It's not from within, it's not energy, it's not spiritual. I don't see a match, I don't see a connection. Even its existence doesn't reflect. The truth is, of course, it does. Everything in this world is really pulsating with energy. Everything has life. Everything has a soul. Everything has energy. And the truth is, everything in this world really is just a parable. Everything in the world really is a perfect... It is like the tip of the iceberg which reflects the iceberg. It is a parable that reflects the, uh, the, the, what's, what's happening on the inside. But it's disconnected. I don't see. It's so far away. It's a reflection of a reflection, of a reflection. By the time it gets to that level, I don't see the connection. But it is. It's there. It's like a, it's like a two-dimensional surface, which is reflecting a three-dimensional reality. But if you just look at the two-dimensional surface, I don't see. I don't realize necessarily that it's a reflection of the... That it's just a projection. I don't realize it's a projection. That's all it is, is really a projection. We're talking about a radiation of radiation, radiation, a projection of a projection of a projection. But by the time you get to the projection of the projection of the projection, I don't realize it's a projection. <laughs> it seems to be a self-sustaining, self-contained reality which is a joke because the truth is it's just a reflection a two-dimensional reflection of a reality that's three-dimensional which is a reflection of a reality that's four-dimensional which is a reflection of a reality that's beyond anything we can conceive of five-dimensional ten-dimensional and a reflection of the infinite so by the time the infinite is reflected in the ten spherot which is just a radiation a reflection and then that's further projected onto the world of Bria, Yitzhida, and Asiya, into the energy and the level. And that's further projected into everything that exists. 
don't see the connection. But it's there. All, it, all we really are, in truth, is just a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. We're just a projection of a projection of a projection. That's all we are. And when we realize that, then we have a true understanding of what's going on. Then we have a true understanding of purpose. A sense, then we live with a sense of purpose. Then our life becomes real. Because when our life is just disconnected, it's just a two-dimensional reality, then it's a cartoon. <laughs> then it's really meaningless. Nihilistic. What's the point? There's no point. There's no purpose. It's just I exist. What? When? Where? No reason. No rhyme. No reason. No, no, no beginning. No end. No history. No, no future. No plan. No purpose. Just live for the moment. Have fun. We're insignificant blip in the universe. Who cares? What doesn't matter? Nothing could be further than the truth. We are a projection of a projection of a projection of the Kav, of the infinite, which comes from the infinite light, which comes from Hashem, reflects Hashem. So really everything is really permeated with a divine sense and a divine purpose. But it's so lost in in the translation that all we end up is with a cartoon. And then, and then it does become a cartoon. Then it truly does become empty and meaningless. Unless you realize that the world is not an illusion. That's what he's trying to say here. The world, God forbid, is not an illusion. Not like the Eastern mystics say, this world is a maya, this world is an illusion. It's not. We are a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. We are a projection of a projection of a projection. So we are that projection. We are the end of that projection, but we are a projection. So everything is really filled with divine meaning and purpose. It's critical. Every detail in this world is a projection of a truth, of a deep divine truth, of a deep divine reality. Everything, every one of us, everything that happens in our lives, everything, every blade of grass, everything is a projection of a deep divine reality, deep divine truth. When you realize that, you live a different type of life. Your life has to be with a sense of purpose, a sense of divine mission, a sense of divine purpose, divine meaningfulness. Not live an empty life. A pustakeli, an empty life. Meaningless life. Live for the moment. Have fun. Party. Become mindless. Obliterate your mind. Obliterate your awareness. Nothing matters. Nothing means anything. Nothing could be further than the truth. Life is so meaningful. Life is so real. God forbid it's not an illusion. We are a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. A radiation of a radiation of a radiation. A projection of a projection of a projection of the ultimate. And it permeates our entire being and our entire existence. This radically changes your whole point of view, your whole perspective. It puts it in place in the right way to look at it. Not as insignificant as meaningless, on the contrary. It's a tip of an iceberg. You know what's behind this tip? You better not crash <laughs> with this is huge. It's huge. You know what we're dealing with here? Don't look at this as a little tiny, insignificant, nothing, nobody, nothing. You are a reflection of a reflection of a reflection, a projection of a projection of a projection, and it's all being projected right here. 
us and here and now in this world. It's all playing out in this world. Of course, when you take a three-dimensional reality and you project it on a, on a, on a piece of paper, on a surface, on a two-dimensional reality, if you don't make the connection, it appears to have a life of its own. You don't realize this is a reflection. It's like a hologram. It's really a reflection. It's, it's all there. Everything is there. That's just a little slice. Tiny little sliver, a tiny little slice of reality. But it's all there. All that intelligence, all that divinity, all that... The original, the primordial man there, Hashem's original, all-encompassing thought permeates and is present and is here. has to change you, it has to inspire you. To live life to its utmost, to live life to its fullest. Utilizing every detail, every aspect, every energy, every potential that Hashem gave us. Hashem didn't create a single potential that's extra Hashem gave us an opportunity and He gave us a potential and He gave us an energy and He gave us this it's there to be utilized and if we don't utilize it the whole of creation is missing it's not just a little detail that's missing we've, we've punctured the whole primordial plan has been messed up the whole original plan if we don't utilize every bit of every opportunity and every bit of energy and every talent and every, every opportunity that Hashem gives us every detail of our life is not utilized to the fullest to the maximum not just the little detail that's missing it affects the primordial man the original all-encompassing plan and purpose for all of existence and all of creation it's actually a very inspiring way to live it's an awesome responsibility, but it's also a tremendous privilege that everything that we do is so meaningful and so purposeful and so critical to the bigger picture, the bigger plan. So the Al-Tareb is trying to tell us in so many words, he's trying to impress upon us that We gotta r- live a rich life. We gotta take advantage of every every moment, every opportunity, every aspect of life. Thrive and live to the fullest. Enjoy life to the fullest. Live it to the fullest. Make every day count. Every every experience. Make it real. This is his parting gift right before he passes away. Second paragraph. This is written. The seas and all that they contain were made by you, and you give life to them all. I.e., life forces drawn down from you, from the infinite ice of life, into all of creation, by way of a radiation of a radiation of the radiation of the cow. 
Now all this is by way of an extension of the vital force to animate them. With regard to this indirect mode of illumination, there is a difference in the manner of vestiture in the in, in the light of the neshama of Berea, Tzira, and Asiya, in the nefeshuach and the kelim of the ten spirit of Berea, Tzira, and Asiya, and ultimately in all created beings. However, the essence and nature of the infinite Ein Sof light is in no way subject to space. Hence, it cannot be said that this light is not to be found in Atzilu in one manner and in another manner in the lower three worlds of Berea, Atzira and Asiya, and all their ramifications. Rather, it encompasses all worlds equally. Thus, Hashem says, I fill the heavens and earth uniformly. Likewise, there is no place or spiritual level devoid of Him, even in this physical world. The divine light is present, however, only in an encompassing and encircling manner, not in a palpable indwelling, but in a concealed transcendence, as this concept, i.e. makif, or sovet kal-almin, is explained in the Kutay Amarayim. Up until now, he explained the idea that Hashem fills all the worlds. And therefore we have all these different levels. We have the different worlds. Within the world itself, we have the, the energy, the light. Then we have the vessels. Then we have, within the worlds of creation, formation, and action, we have the neshama, which is a spark of the vessels of the, of the divine world of emanation, and they are divine and godly divinity. Then you have the nefesh and the ruach, the energy, and the vessels, which are not. And then you have the created beings. And, and he was explaining how the godly energy is transmitted and manifests the godliness that's in the vested in the vessels of the world of emanation pierce through the curtain and that separates the world of emanation from the lower world and permeates, reaches the level of the neshama of all these worlds, including the lowest world. Then you have the light of the world of Adam Kadman, primordial man. And this light permeates even further. It's not limited. Not like the world of Atsilas, which is limited. And it reaches, uh, it could only reach the world of the divinity. But the world of Adam Kadman could even reach beyond even those that are not divinity. The Nefesh and the Ruach and the vessels and even, even the all created beings are all permeated with this light. A reflection of a reflection of a reflection of radiation of radiation of radiation. So these are all different levels. You have existence, you have the energy, you have the miracle of birth, tapping into the eternal cycle and circle of life that goes on and on and on. But then you have the Ainsof, the infinite. In the Ainsof, there is no Tzimtzum, as he explained in the Tanya, in the earlier. There is no Tzimtzum. 
there's no contraction. It can't be a contraction. Symptom is not literal. Of course, it was a contraction. But only from our perspective. That's why we call it Seva of Kalam. It transcends us, it eludes us, it's above us, it's beyond us. But from the infinite light, there is really, really is no contraction. There's no difference. Take, for example, the atomic level. Is there a difference? The atoms on the atomic level? Everything is pure energy. Whether it's you, I, the table, everything that exists, when you get to the deepest level of the atoms, it's all, it's all pure energy. Everything is made up of the same substance. It's all, all atoms, all pure energy. Does it matter if it's if it ends up being this or that? Everything is really made up of atoms, and the atom is really, you know, you, the deeper you go into the atom, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. It's almost endless, infinite, and exhaustible. The atom is just as complex as the whole universe. A single atom is just as infinitely complex as the whole known universe. The tiniest atom is just as infinite, contains all that infinite energy and power. That's why if you're able to approach it properly, you can light up the whole world, you can blow up the world. So when you get to that level, there is all these differentiations and all these distinctions. There are no differentiations, there are no distinctions. Everything is infinite. So from the level of the infinite, all there is is the infinite. Nothing changed. Hashem was infinite before He created the world, and He's infinite after He creates the world. And everything is really infinite. We, we, the whole existence doesn't really... Nothing changed. There's no real symptom. There's no real hiding or contraction. Or It's only from our perspective. We don't see it. We don't sense it. But from the infinite perspective, from Hashem's point of view, from, from what's from the inside out, what's really going on, nothing changed. It's like the whole existence, this whole bubble of existence, this whole... Does exi- I mean, it, it, nothing from the infinite's point of view, nothing changed. Everything is still infinite. Everything is permeated within the infinite. So from, Hash- from the infinite's point of view, from Hashem's point of view, there's no distinction. Hashem is with us, Hashem is right here, Hashem permeates everything. Everything is really infinite. And modern physics has corroborated the Balshemtiv's approach, Balshemtiv's shita, that Timtum is not literal. Everything is atoms, and everything in the atom is, is a reflection of the infinite. There's no change, it doesn't matter. All these distinctions. And therefore we're all one, we're all made up of the same substance, really. There's no difference. All these distinctions are only external. You talk about the physical level, the physical. Then you talk about the chemical level. Then you talk about the genetic level, the biological level. Then you talk about the genetic level. But when you get to the atomic level, all these differences dissolve. This chemical, that chemical, this gene, that gene, it's, it's pure atoms. It's a whole different reality. It's this whole conversation and all these definitions and all these words and definitions and 
in the world of the atom, it doesn't mean much. All these chemical levels in the world of the atom, it doesn't mean anything. It all dissolves. It's all, it's all there is is atoms. So you're looking at the same reality, and we're talking about the, we're talking about the skin, the external, the body, the physical. That's what I can touch. That's what I can see. And you go a little deeper. I see. I talk about the chemicals, the chemical makeup. I go a little deeper. I talk about the biology, the genetic makeup. But then, when you go to the the essence. The atomic level. You know, all, the whole language, all this whole language, this whole language that we created dissolves. Well, what are you talking about? Eyes, nose, ears. I mean, I'm talking about pure energy. I see something else entirely. If we were able to see the atomic level, no one has ever seen an atom. But imagine if we were able to see the atomic level. What would we see? You think we would see the world where we see today? We would see a whole different reality. But we don't perceive it. So that's what he calls save of Kalama. The infinite light, it transcends, it transcends the whole frame of reference of the universe and all these distinctions and all these... That's what he says, the, the, the essence of Hashem, the essence of the infinite light, I'm not talking about the essence of Hashem, I'm talking about the essence of the infinite light of Hashem, the reflection of Hashem, its existence, its mohus. It's not even subject to space. You can't talk about it, this space, that space, this category, that category. This whole language melts away and dissolves. It doesn't mean anything. It's completely meaningless. When you're talking on the atomic level, you talk about chemicals, well, what are you talking about? It doesn't exist. All these distinctions just melt away, dissolve. It's all the same. We're talking about the same substance. What are we all made out of? We're all made out of the same substance. No different. Pure energy. So from the infinite point of view, from Hashem's point of view, everything is divine. There is nothing else all divine our whole substance is divine nothing changed so in our space and in our time and in our space and in our existence in our frame of reference in our world what is the true reality the infinite Hashem Called this radical, radical imminence. Hashem is right here. Hashem is right here. Hashem is present. Hashem is right here. It permeates all around us, within us. It's all, it's all Hashem. It's all godly. It's all the infinite soul. We don't sense it. Of course, if we were to sense it, we would be jumping up and down. We would be jumping from ecstasy. Our prayers would be on fire. We would get from here, here to London in 10 minutes. <laughs> You know, we would be in a different, but we're completely oblivious. Not only we are completely oblivious to it, but all these revelations, all these levels and different levels, in a way obscure and black. When you're so caught up 
when you go deeper into the person, the scientist is so caught up in the chemicals and he's so excited about categorizing all the different chemicals. In a way, it obscures the deeper level. Biology, DNA, genes. It's so much deeper than just the chemical level. It's so superficial. When you you go much deeper into the person, And you see that reflected also in medicine. How medicine, you look back at medicine, it's almost primitive. A hundred years ago in comparison to what we know today. And medicine in 10, 20, 30 years ago, we'll look back at medicine today, it's completely primitive. We'll be shocked that doctors put patients through this primitive approach to medicine. We're just now beginning to decode the DNA and to change the genes and to get the immune system to fight the cancer it was just in the papers major breakthroughs it's a whole deeper way a whole deeper approach to understanding life understanding the person understanding reality and then there's even deeper than that imagine you go to the atomic level <laughs> you can cure a person it's, it's pure energy it's a whole different so in a way when you're so caught up in the level of the divine that permeate, that um, it's, it's invested, in a way that obscures the transcendent light. It obscures the infinite. Because you're engaged in something that's so rich and so filled with content and so filled with... that you really you forget that this is just a comp- little compartmentalization. Not a true not the ultimate and not the true picture of reality, what's really going on. It's only when you get down to the core, the essence, the deepest, the infinite, Hashem, then all these distinctions and all this compartmentalization, the higher worlds, lower worlds, this space, that space, this time, that time, the world of emanation, the world of action, it all completely dissolves for the infant all there is is the infant all there is is Hashem there's nothing else and that's something that we know the Jewish people know instinctively while everyone else gets so caught up including the angels they get so caught up in this level of godliness and that level of godliness and this rich deep profound experience of godliness and this the Jew has the wisdom to keep his eye on the ball. We are looking for Hashem. We are looking for the infant. We don't want to get distracted with this rich experience and this profound experience. This deep experience. When all of that dissolves and all of that melts away before the core, the essence, the reality, that's what a Jew looks for. That's what, that's what we call Jewish faith. That's what makes us Jewish. We're born with a Jewish neshama, which eludes even the deepest mystics and scholars and philosophers and even the angels. Because a Jew is a piece of the divine essence, we have that. We have that connection. We have that. We yearn and we seek and we search for Hashem Himself. We don't get sidetracked. We don't get... The Kabbalah Center is right. Their Kabbalah has nothing to do with Judaism. They're right. They said, 
they are different than Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is parochial. Just they, they got half right. <laughs> because when the Kabbalah becomes something that obscures Judaism, it has nothing to do with Judaism. Judaism is light years beyond that. Because the greatest angel gets so caught up in these revelations, in this richness, in this compartmentalization, that they lose, forget. They can't see. They can't sense what's beyond, beyond all of that. And deeper than all of that. And that's the infinite light itself, Hashem Himself. A Jew instinctively never loses sight of Hashem Himself. And how do you connect with Hashem Himself? Through Torah mitzvot. Through halacha. There is no other way. That's how you connect with the infinite, with Hashem Himself. And that's worth more than all the meditations in the world. and all Because that connects you with the infinite, with Hashem Himself. So this is what he says. Hashem says, I fill the world. I fill the heaven. I fill the earth. There is heaven. There is earth. You have all these compartmentalizations. You have all these different levels. But what's beneath all of that? And what's Hashem says, I fill all of it. You strip all of that away, it's me. That's what you'll find. There's no distinction. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.